0: All right, here we are. It is October 19. I guess we can start calling it uh, close to Halloween. So we're in the Harvest Moon phase of the year. Uh, and we are back with another Common Sense Ohio slash Lawyer Talk Roundtable episode. And why do I say slash? Well, because uh, for those who have tuned in, and it looks from the numbers like millions of those across the globe have tuned in, then you know that we are making a transition here at the show. We're creating Common Sense Ohio, a brand new show, Uh Founded on the old show, founded on the uh, Lawyer Talk Roundtable series, and the idea is to take uh, what's going on in Ohio as a launching pad to discuss the broader topics that we were discussing anyway at the roundtable. We're just going to be a little more uh, uh, surgical about it and a little more calculated about it, a little more organized about it, so we can bring the kind of content, the kind of philosophical debate, the kind of political debate, the kind of uh, common sense debate, that, uh, that you've come to enjoy out of the roundtable. And that doesn't mean that my Lawyer Talk show is going to go by the way of the dodo, as my grandmother used to say. Uh, it's still there. The Q&As are still piling up. I'm just busy, man. I promise I'll get to them. But, uh, yeah, the, the Q&A is coming. The breakdowns are coming. i got a big plan uh, for next summer. Uh, and I'll just give you a little uh, hint. I might be going rogue. I'll tell you what that means later. But it, it uh, think mobile. But anyway, uh, we are here at the at Common Sense Ohio down at the f- Channel Five One One Studio C at Channel Five One One at the roundtable. We got Norm and Brett, the founding uh, co-members of Common Sense Ohio, and uh, you know what what what's about common, What's going on with Common Sense? Co- what What common sense can be employed to discuss Ohio today? And Norm's over there writing uh, furiously, but I think right out of the chute, there was a big debate last night. We had J.D. Vance. Uh, uh, taking it on last night, Norm. Did you watch the debate?
1: I did. Um, terrible. You know, I I hate people casting aspersions, especially about you know implying somebody uh, you know is is racist. It's it's just the lowest sleaziest thing you can do. Uh, I think in in politics, other than well, I don't know if there's anything lower actually. Um, terrible. I remember one time when my dad was uh, campaigning for U.S. Congress and he was a defense attorney like you, uh, Steve. And, and, uh, I'm sorry for him. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, he had some rather unsavory clients. Isn't it amazing that when you're a criminal defense attorney, occasionally your clients aren't uh, the, the most stand-up uh, kinds of uh, people? But under our constitutional system, they're entitled to, a, you know, a vigorous defense. That's that's how we make sure only guilty people go to the who's gal. At any rate, you know, in that debate, my father's opponent accused uh, my father of perhaps partaking in the illegal activities of his client to try to smear him, when actually, of course, he, w- he was just an attorney defending an unsavory client. So... You know these debates where you where you uh, you try to dirty up your opponent instead of talking about the issues that the people really care about. Uh, that's what drives me crazy about it. And and of course the the moderators a lot of times fall into the junk food uh, kinds of questions. You know what do you think about you know the I call it disparagingly the B L T Q. Uh, you know, coalition, which isn't a coalition, of course. It's it's just a way to, to talk down to people. And if they ask them about questions, you know, uh, uh, complete irrelevancies, things that people like to rail about on social media but have nothing at all to do with governing the country. And so that happened last night. Uh, Tim Ryan implied that J.D. Vance um, is aligned with people who think uh, that there is some kind of cabal amongst uh, Jewish financiers, internationally uh, tied together Jewish financiers who are deliberately trying to ruin America by allowing um, untold millions of migrants to uh, illegally enter the country. and, And the idea is to destroy the middle class and, you know, Uh, the Bilderberg Society or whoever is going to then, you know, take over. It's just ridiculous that people think anything like that. Now, do we have unfettered illegal immigration? Yes, we do. Is it because of, uh, does J.D. Vance or anybody with any common sense think that there's an international Jewish cabal, you know, and of course the implication is that you're a Nazi or, or a Hitlerite or something, and, of course, he doesn't think that. Of course, I don't think. Nobody thinks that that's rational, that has any kind of tether to reality. But but that's what Tim Ryan was trying to to paint J.D. Vance as, as some kind of bigot, uh, somebody who doesn't like brown people. And surprise, J.D. Vance is married to a brown person, and Norm Murdoch's a brown person. And brown people are all over our society, and it has nothing to do with anything.
0: Yeah, but Norm, you, you, you're successful. And happy, right? So you can't be one of the one of the.
1: Yeah, JD's wife went to Yale with him. So what? It, it none of it, it. It and and rightfully JD was incensed. And 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 what's good? What's good that a lot of politicians won't do. And this is where he gave a master's class to other Republicans on how to deal with something like this. Is he got angry? He showed real emotion. He didn't lose it, but he showed that you know this isn't a debate society like a, like a, a point counterpoint kind of thing and be real cool and you know be a little you know mitch romney about it uh, you know or you know just just ultra you know ultra smooth about it no he he acted rightfully indignant and he should have hmm.
0: well you know there's a couple things that made me uh or a couple things you said that gave me some thoughts uh, i remember my probably my sophomore year in college. I don't know if we're allowed to be sophomores and freshmen anymore, but my sophomore year in college, uh, I took a class and I eventually almost got my philosophy minor, but I didn't quite get there. Or I don't know what, I probably fell short like everything else. But uh, I did have a class in logic and I took a class in um, as a sort of a precursor to philosophy. And later on, I took Latin and some other classics and, and read a bunch of that stuff. And the value of that it just pays off over and over and over again because what you're describing here is something I learned early, early, early in my education. It's in, it's called a logical fallacy. And one of the logical fallacies, there's a whole host of them. But one of the top ones that people today, perhaps more than ever make and commit is an ad hominem attack. The idea that we're going to attack the character of the person rather than their argument or their position. Mm-hmm. and and therefore, uh, they would say nothing else that they do or say or the reasoning behind the argument is inherently flawed and this is the this is really the, um, the, the, the Sort of the the dark secret behind this wokeism, Because if you have said something or done something or been a bad person at one point in your life Then these people would conclude therefore that anything you say now is meritless And that's just not true and I saw Trump deal with this all the time Trump could say something that made perfect sense But nobody would ever do it or believe it or or, or give him any credit for it because he was Trump and they hated him. And, you know, the perfect example, and and I didn't agree with Trump on this necessarily, was the vaccination program. Like Trump, Trump rolled out like it was it was under Trump's watch that all this happened. And I don't think that's necessarily a great thing. I never have. But the people on the left were saying, even Kamala Harris said, I'll never get the vaccine. I think she said it on stage. I'm not going to get it because Trump created it. And. um, And later on, when she took power, when Biden took power, you had to get it or you'd get arrested. That might be a little extreme, but it was close. Um, You know, the point is, is that they attack the man, not the logic. And when you do that, it's called an ad hominem attack. It's a character assassination. I dealt with it recently in a legal brief I wrote, where the prosecutor on the other side basically accused me of, of, of intentionally misleading the court by misstating facts, which was total unadulterated nonsense and my i handled it uh, norm the way jd would have handled it i said listen this is nonsense it's barely worthy of a reply but since it's related to the argument i'm trying to make then i think we need to reply and, and the argument i made in, re, in response and this is what jd should and could and, and probably will do is that look you don't have an answer to my logic here so you've got to resort to an ad hominem attack you have to attack me as a person because you know that you're wrong and you don't have an answer to the things I'm saying, so you're you're resorting to this sort of um, red herring, character assassination. Red herring being another logical fallacy, meaning you take one example out of the many and use that as the uh, basis for attacking my position. So, if, if one time in my entire career I've said something that doesn't make sense, then you're saying everything else I say doesn't make sense. All right? It's uh, a red herring argument, and and that, that's sort of what they that's sort of what uh, Tim Ryan did to Vance, and I, I agree, Vance was appropriately upset he was he was appropriately incensed by it but under control at the same time um and you know maybe he maybe the republican party and maybe both political parties could take a cue from trump on this is that um it, you know one thing trump did that no none of his predecessors ever did is if somebody called him a racist he'd come right back over the top right or if somebody right. said you don't care about women he'd come right back over the top you know he, right. he wouldn't he wouldn't go cower in the corner no. at the at the threat right. or the fear of being labeled something. No, yeah. no. And, you know, it's like I, we've said down here, we are uncancelable because I really don't care. You know, I really don't care. I, I you know, we're going to, I'm going to tell I'm going to try to speak the truth the best I can down here. We're going to try to employ common sense the best we can down here. And we're going to try to give people the best content. And you know what? If we make a mistake, we'll own it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's funny. We should have rolled tape on this, but I, I, threw a bomb in here what a few weeks ago talking about the validity of debates yeah and we should have recorded because we just talked for 45 minutes about this and and both you and norm are both on different sides of this depending on where and what i think this is a good example of the softball ad hominem stuff that that's all all this debate could could do yeah is that so again it did not push the agenda did not push the conversation all it was Softball this, softball that had nothing to do with anything.
1: Right. You're a racist. No, I'm not. You're a racist. No, I'm not. No, you're a racist. No, I'm not. No, you're the, So it's it's it's
2: It's elementary play school. Exactly. The playground. Right. Talk. It's
0: it's not, uh, yes, huh.
2: That's -uh. it? Yes, huh. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. 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 So are you back at you? Look in the mirror. You know, that kind of, yeah.
1: At one point, Tim Ryan said, oh, I think I'm really getting to this guy. And he said it with his gleeful look on his face. Like, he looked at the audience like, hey, I'm really getting to this guy because J.D. reacted emotionally. And it's like, wow, what a what a child. You know, like, really? I I really don't want you to be senator if you take, you know, such pleasure in, in amping somebody else up by upsetting them, you know, b- b- through uh, a disparaging comment, like, oh, you really got to him," you know? I mean that's that's something you do maybe you know at a fraternity when you're hazing somebody. Yeah. But what the hell's right. that got to do with a yeah, Senate man. debate? In
0: and and his situation, now look, I, I say he was incensed and he he was um, he was appropriately uh, put off by it. But I always say this in a courtroom when I'm making an argument: if somebody sees me upset, and I made this mistake recently in a trial, even after doing this for twenty-seven years, if somebody sees me emotional, if somebody sees me upset in a courtroom. It better be because I want to put on, because I did it on purpose. I didn't lose control. I didn't just let my emotions run amok. And one uh, one commentator, a guy named McElhaney on evidence, he used to write for the or American Bar Association. He, he said, never let Mongo out of the bag. Mongo being like your inner emotional anger come out. Because usually you lose a little bit of control that way and, you, and it goes too far. And, and rarely is it compelling when somebody gets angry and starts shouting. And and really, when when you had Ryan saying "aha," uh-huh, I got to him. What he didn't realize is that he didn't get to. He's not winning that debate by saying stuff like that. But uh, he's sort of caught up in that moment, in the emotion of it, saying, "Now I got him." Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and he's right. making the point that Vance was trying to make in response. Like, all you have is this. This is BS. You know, yeah. this is like, why don't you address the issues instead of this nonsense? Right. And and the other thing I like to do in those types of arguments, is say like what are you really trying to say here? Are you calling me a racist? Is that what you're really trying to do? Yeah. Because I don't know of any example you can point to in my entire life where I have been a racist, where I've acted with a racist attitude or done anything uh, truly racist. So why don't we just get to the heart of what you're trying to accuse me of doing? And then, then I should ask you, Mr. Ryan, why would you go there instead of talking about this issue which really matters right because you have no evidence that I'm a racist and fine call me you know go right. out there and, and and spew your nonsense right. but at least here today on this stage let's talk about this mm-hmm.
1: right. right well instead of talking about the immigration crisis and and talking about you know the the wholesale unenforcement of U.S. existing U.S. law by this current administration, just deciding as a matter of policy they're not going to enforce the law. Instead of talking about that topic, and 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 hearing what Tim Ryan has to say about that, hearing what J.D. Vance has to say, you know, they it, it, Tim tries instead tried to divert that topic into it into a discussion of something unrelated by by pointing out that there are. There are conspiracy theorists on the internet who think that there is some kind of uh, racial animus behind all of this and it's being controlled by billionaires offshore and, uh, you know, of of a certain religion and and, and trying to make some kind of absurd, uh, you know, diversion of the conversation along those lines instead of talking about what Americans are really dealing with, including. Democrat mayors like Mayor Adams in New York City who says they can't deal with this influx of, you know, five, ten thousand uh, 10,000 new immigrants coming in each day into New York City across from across the southern border and and you know it's it, or the Martha's Vineyard people who who couldn't handle 53 people and had to disgorge them to a, a military base the next day when they when they suddenly appeared in Martha's Vineyard. So, you know, even Democratic enclaves and Democratic mayors now are starting to fight back. In fact, I read where the Democrat mayor of El Paso, Texas, for example, has an agreement with Mayor Adams in New York City to accept up to five or ten busloads, depending on on the demand, depending on if the immigrants want to go to New York City, uh, each day from El Paso. So, I mean— that's that's an incredible thing, and, and, and the the larger media doesn't know that. That Mayor Adams, while upset about the influx, has struck deals with other Democrat mayors, uh, for example, El Paso, Texas, as mayor, to accept those uh, immigrants from uh, across the border because El Paso is swamped. Is swamped. They they simply can't deal with it.
0: And you know the other thing, I it, it, we should probably just uh, staying on the debate for a second. You had um, you had Ryan talking about, uh, you know, I'm not... Basically, what you have is two things. You had on the Vance side, I'll start there. You have on the Vance side, he's trying to... You almost feel like he's trying to distance himself a little bit from the the Trump effect, that Trump was his backer, and you had Ryan accusing him of kissing Trump's backside. And then on the other side, you have, Ryan, you have Vance accusing Ryan of sort of saying, look, you've got... Um, all you've ever done is go along with the establishment. You didn't... Uh, you voted 100%. In favor of all this far left uh, agenda, and now here you are saying that you don't really support it. And you know, on both sides, politicians—not to get too—yes, uh, to get a little biblical about it—you know, politicians should should maybe reference uh, the good book a time or two and do what they say and not uh, say things that they're not doing. You know, judge people based on their words uh, or ju- on their actions instead of their words. And you know, I think it's really easy. It's it's almost cherry picking. But in a good way, it's like Vance can just sit back and say, look, Ryan, you can, you can, you can spew this nonsense in your hometown and say that you support what all these people believe because all these people left your party when all the craziness happened, all these, the working class uh, of this country, the, the the middle class left because they didn't want this agenda. Yeah. And you can act like you're not part of that agenda, that you're taking it on, that you're a new type of Democrat, which is really to be like a, a traditional type of Democrat, but you voted for this policy every single time. And he's like, well, no, because I took on Pelosi as whatever. Well, yeah. you lost and now you voted for the policy every yeah. single time. Right. Um, And, you know, and then on the Vance side, he had a little bit of this. He had to take some hits here, too, because, you know, he said some stuff about Trump and he's gotten on the Trump train. Yeah. And I think Vance's best argument to that is, look, Trump supported me and I, I supported a lot of what Trump uh, proposed. And there's other things about Trump I didn't like. Vance needs to he needs to he needs to be honest about that because I think he is. I think that's how he is.
1: Well, he's he's he. Vance is metamorphizing before our very eyes, and and I knew this would happen. It's it's not really a criticism of him. It, it he came in fresh-faced, uh, successful author, pretty young attorney, you know, caught up in uh, in uh, you know the big finance world with uh, his his clients as you know an investor, Um and I kind of. <laughs> You know, so he's a neophyte. He, he, you know, J.D. Vance has has never been dog catcher. Uh, You know, he's he's, second
2: time on stage, right? Yeah,
1: he's never been. You know, never been in office, and 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 so early during the primary, he said some he said some things to to you know set himself apart from professional politicians. I'll put it that way, or uh, your traditional, you know institutional establishment politicians on the Republican side. For example, he said on abortion, no exceptions, including rape and incest. He has now modified that. And in the debates, he was very clear that he now thinks there ought to be an exception for uh, rape and incest. So he has, wh- what's Obama's term? Oh, he's evolved. So, I, so I've so i watched that. I've noted it. J.D. has, has he, he's metamorphizing a little bit. He's also, in, in both debates, he has mentioned Rob Portman's endorsement at least eight times. I mean, he, and obviously what he's trying to do is appeal to the middle. Mm-hmm. He's trying he's trying to, you know, because Rob Portman is obviously a rhino. And, and, well, he is. He's a rhino, and he, and he, he voted for a lot of the, the uh, progressive uh, agenda. He was, he was amongst the, the five or six Republicans that would go over and, and help uh, Chuck Schumer create uh, a, a majority to pass various legislative items. And, and he, you know, he's been part of that uh, group of Republicans that is very disappointing uh, you know, to conservatives like myself. So J.D., in order to appeal to those voters, however, has noted several times that Rob Portman has endorsed him. And, and obviously, he's been told you know, by pollsters that there's a certain following, there's a certain group of people, if you will, suburban mothers, that, that don't want to hear this ultra-conservative kind of philosophy. They, they like the more um, massaged, more mild, more easier-to-listen-to, softer kind of uh, middle-of-the-road Republican kind of politician – so in the debates JD has done some of that. Yep. He he has he has kind of uh, changed his message a little bit. And, and but that's classic Richard Nixon always said in the primary you run to the right in the general election you run to the middle. Yeah. That that's classic. The, and JD is following the playbook because after all if he is going to exercise power as a conservative he's got to get elected.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, right. He's got to get elected, well, no, no this, matter what politician, left or right. You've got to get elected. You got to get elected. Well, so you?
0: this is another. This is sort yeah. of another. I don't want to call it a fallacy, but it's another interesting concept. Do the ends justify the means? Do you do you do you become a flipper? Because uh, somewhere there's dishonesty, right? Somewhere at
1: some point. Yeah. At some point. Right. But if you say you've changed your mind.
0: Yeah, but that's probably dishonest.
1: Not necessarily, if, if because you're publicly saying that you're saying. I have I've reviewed this issue, and upon further thought, I now think this. That's okay. That, if it's true, I, I well, he said it out loud. Right. <laughs> so, so, but is it man. true?
0: And I'm not calling him a liar. I, I it, well, just, why
1: I, why would you? So, if you're backed by Ohio Right to Life, and you're backed by you know the the entire movement, the the pro life movement, why would you now say unless you truly believe it? Like,
0: because you, you've already got those people. This is like uh, Yeah, but but this is what I, this is what upset well, me about but, Trump. It's like he didn't need to keep no, because he already had his people. Well,
1: no, the election mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet. So actually you don't have those people. Uh, you are now well, saying
0: who are they going to vote for? Somebody who's favoring abortion?
1: Well, exactly, but you're also you're also tempering your position. You're not being a, as absolutist as you were before. And and I'm merely pointing out that his position has evolved
0: it has it evolved and whether that's a and a, that no, I don't
1: it, think that's dishonest i think he's he's honestly saying that how can oh, you
0: you can be for nixon you're saying reasons. what's
1: the motivation yeah
0: you're saying for i'm saying for nixon reasons it's evolved like all right so when i was over here i was going to say when i was running in the primary i was going to say no exceptions not even for rape and incest and i realized then And my commentators are telling me then, once I got that, once I got through that hurdle, now I can back my foot off the gas pedal on that one a little bit. And I'm going to push over to the middle here where I know most of the people are going to favor abortion and rape and incest scenarios. So I'm going to have this convenient, sort of like the Mormons. I
1: got you, you. And now you're talking about motivation to change his opinion. The honest thing is he did change his opinion and he so stated. What would have been dishonest, right, would have bitten for him, for example, this, this uh, legislation that's pending that Biden wants to put through um, to uh, codify Roe v. Wade. What what would be dishonest is if J.D. didn't tell us that he changed his position yeah. and would later vote for some kind of bill that would allow an exception for rape and incest. Yeah. He has told us before the election, right. before people voted uh, for fair it. Fair enough. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That it is, is it honest. Is
0: less dishonest. Well, I don't know if it's dishonest. It is. Might be disingenuous to say I changed my mind out of logic and reason. Well, Steve, you're, but you're at least he has said he has changed his mind and now states his position. Well, you're a better liar, you're a probably. better
1: man than me if you can figure out uh, people's intentions and motives. I
0: said I'm not accusing a liar, but it looks awful fishy. It yeah, looks I, I don't, it looks just It looks like
1: don't, Nixon. I don't know that it is fishy. I think what it looks like to me is he probably talked to a lot of women, a lot of moms, a lot of rape victims, and perhaps realize that it could be it realized that perhaps oh, let, that oh let's hope he did that's right I, I, let's, I, let's like hope. i said
0: i'm not yeah. calling him a liar and i'm and i when i when i use the word nixon i'm using your analogy like nixon says run to the right and then run to the center well, she, yeah, right. so i'm no not question. calling him nixon but no I, I, and, and, and i mean it's fishy in the right. sense that if it is true that he has had legitimate conversations he has legitimate uh discussions with those who have changed his mind out of common sense logic and experience and reason then you know so be it and i agree with you 100 percent that unlike somebody who would be what I would call a liar, he at least, we know his position up front before you cast your vote. Exactly. Um, That's all I'm saying. And, you know, Biden did the opposite of this. You know, I'm Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Center of the Road, Mr. Uh, Unite the Country. And then he comes in with a far-left agenda, the likes of which we have never seen, and he does it with a pen, and he doesn't even do it with the legislative branch. He did it with executive orders. And everybody's like, wait a minute. He was supposed to be non-controversial, and here we got this lunatic um, uh, issuing all sorts of edicts. Yeah, yeah, and we're, no, we're, it, it came out of left field. and didn't run on that. Uh, yeah, we're on the same yeah, page that there. Makes
1: sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, um,
2: exactly.
1: I talk a little bit about uh, violence here in Columbus that uh, is very troubling um, over the over the weekend. Uh, so it's just I, I almost you know stopped and pulled over and had a cry. I I heard this story on on local radio and then researched it online a little bit uh, a girl in the short north 17 years old is shot in a in a park gets in her car drives herself to the hospital and the, and and then succumbs that dies from the the gunshot wound and i thought to myself okay i need to research, i need to figure this out what why is a child getting you know shot how often does this happen what's going on i heard it was the 114th homicide in Columbus, Ohio this year so far, and the year is far from over, right? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we with got a way. Hol-
2: what the holidays coming we up? We got a ways to go. Yeah. yeah. So
1: 17-year-old girl. I get online. I, I duck, duck, go, you know, Google, uh, whatever search engine, you folks out there can do this yourself, and, and just put in some search terms, Columbus, Ohio, uh, 17-year-old girl, fatally shot. And up comes story after story after story about other seventeen and fifteen and sixteen-year-old girls. I think just on the first page, I have it on my computer here. Just on the first page, three stories about three different girls killed in Ohio, killed in Columbus, Ohio, in what sound to be like sound to me to be a gang or. Um, uh, youth group uh, kinds of scenarios where they're hanging out or they' or they're with a boyfriend or they're with a, with a gang or, or, or doing something in a park or a shopping mall and a gun goes off and and a girl gets killed. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the Sam hell is going on where it becomes a routine story? I mean, 114, right? That means every roughly three days, We have somebody killed in Columbus, Ohio, you know, with a knife, a gun, some kind of intentional, you know, uh, even leaving out opioids, which you could argue that's an intentional uh, homicide, you know, feeding somebody drugs that you know are going to kill them. But, you know, violent homicides, there's just some kind of sickness in in our society now where this is this is like uh, the the Tony little area of, of the short north where you got people living in million dollar condos now right down on the sidewalk in front of their buildings there this girl gets shot and, I, and and drives herself to the hospital what yeah. what, what seen, the hell's going
0: on i have seen facebook video posts of people hanging out on high street at the restaurants and bars nice restaurants and bars and you hear the pa pop. pop, pop in the background, people getting shot. I mean, it is insane.
1: It's insane.
0: And it was, Mike Ditka, I think, said this, and it, it stuck with me forever. Like, uh, you you endure what you tolerate. And to some extent, that's what's going on. The, you know,
1: I agree. We are putting up with this. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, hope, I hope our police chief, I hope the mayor, you know, who has a latex spine, but I hope he finds his spine. I hope the mayor and the police chief decide enough is enough.
0: It'll have you to know, go farther.
1: I, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know why a career criminal uh, it, who who contributed to his own death. And no, a cop shouldn't have put his knee on his neck. You know, he was trained wrong or or, or whatever. Uh, but it, it it's never been proven. Say
0: he did it on purpose. Take it say, that way.
1: Say he did it on purpose. But it was never proven there was any racial animus uh, by the diverse group of of black, Asian, female, and white cops. Who allegedly led to George Floyd's death, why did we go through this big, huge exegesis all over the world? What a, what a word. Well, I remember, I I remember yeah. in I remember watching a Formula One race in Bahrain in the Middle East, and you saw Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen and all these Formula One stars taking a knee for George Floyd. What a bunch of nonsense. What about what about and then yeah. the NBA, the NFL, on and on. What about this 17-year-old girl whose name I'm not going to use because she was a minor, but why are wh- where's the march? Where are all the ministers and the where are all the civic leaders? Where's, where's the march for this girl?
0: Well, you, you have got to be shitting me. Let's talk mm. about another logical fallacy since we are on it. It's called a non-sequitur. This does not follow. It doesn't follow. One doesn't follow from the other. It's illogical. And the non-sequitur here is, all right, so George Floyd was – uh, George Floyd died, and maybe even, I, like I said, let's just give it to him on purpose. Chauvin killed him on purpose. And let's just give it one step further. Chauvin killed him on purpose because he was a racist asshole. Let's just let's give him all that. It's still a non sequitur to say we need to defund the police across the world. It, yeah. Like, one doesn't lead to the right. other. It, it's a lunacy because it won't solve the problem. It will make the problem worse, and this is the backlash that's coming right now as a result. The police, the good cops have left the force. The ones that remained are gun-shy.
1: They're staying in their car.
0: They're gun-shy. They're, gun they're going to go after the shooting, not before, because That's they right. don't want to be accused of anything. Right. So, right. Right. you know, this is like, I'd rather do nothing than do something and screw up. And by definition, when you take the second approach there, you're screwing up anyway, but they're not going to get caught for it. And, you know, they're never going to be accused of, of not abusing somebody or of not arresting somebody. The accusations are going to come when they arrest somebody and there's an right. accusation that they shouldn't have or it went too far. So I was stuff happened. I was, just, happen.
1: I was yeah. just in the short north this this weekend for a wedding reception actually, and uh, you know, parked in the public lot, walked down the sidewalk. I didn't see a single police officer on the sidewalk. you know, nobody patrolling. I, I don't know what's going on, but it's it's like uh, it's like the citizens have been abandoned and and I'm not, I'm not upset with the regular, you know uh, police officer but something in management something at city hall is is really is really wrong here and and the 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 fact that these officers now are in fear of of themselves going to prison of being bankrupted of having to hire their own legal counsel of not having the backing of of uh, of the city behind them the the city infrastructure they're going to have the FPO but uh, FOP FOP but they're not going to have the the city you know prosecutor and, and, the, and the system behind them anymore alright I can I can understand why they would just report to the scene of a, of a crime after it's happened now, now here's the thing that's ridiculous and this
0: isn't the first time I've uh, espoused this opinion I'm not going to call it wisdom yet but for for 15 years I went into courtrooms challenging searches and seizures police conduct um, uh, things like so if a police stops a car and they made up the reason that they stopped the car and then searched the car and they made up the reason why they searched the car and found evidence of drugs we would file something called a motion to suppress where we would challenge the search as violative in violation of the fourth amendment and the rule or the remedy for that going back to a case called Wong Sun, uh, which was uh, the, you get suppression you throw it out so the, the prosecutor can't use the illegally seized evidence as a consequence of the unlawful search for 15 years, I was going into courtrooms, filing motions to suppress, challenging searches, and I had judges both sides of the aisle. And frankly, around here, a, a lot, a, just as many Democrats, if not more Democrat judges, not that that really matters in the judicial realm, but um, who would say, not only am I not going to throw this evidence out, counselor, how dare you accuse a police officer of any misconduct? How dare you suggest that this police officer might be lying? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? And guess what happens? You tolerate or you endure what you tolerate and it, it, they tolerated bad police work. They tolerated uh, unlawful searches and seizures. So bad cops, even good cops could get away with things. And then you have the natural backlash of that. You have it goes too far because left unfettered on both sides of this debate uh it doesn't work. So it, when when everybody was saying burn down every police department, defund every cop, get rid of them all, start putting social workers or brown shirts out there, I was like, you freaking morons! All you have to do is enforce the rules that we have. That's all you have to do. There is we have we have laws, we have rules, we have the Fourth Amendment. Just when the police do something they shouldn't, sting them for it. Throw well, the evidence out. Well, look out. what right.
1: happened. Look, look what look what the look what the outcome is for our youth. So you have this. You have this child, 17-year-old child, you know, shot and killed in a park because the police are basically being told to stand down. You have people like Kyle Rittenhouse out there. I believe he was 17 at the time those incidents took place. You have him out there with a long rifle patrolling the streets during a riot to try to safeguard private property at at the with the agreement of the of the private uh, property owner you know who basically you know had an unpaid contract with kyle rittenhouse you know to, to watch after his parking lot where where he where his uh, dealership was and you know it, 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 instead of the police doing that job
0: it, it, look all this is what riots. happens
1: our, yeah. our children are being victimized by our, what did you call it, Steve? Our acceptance, you get what you accept and and you're- You
0: endure what you tolerate.
1: That's right, we are tolerating this and who is paying the price? Not not, not me and you, largely, because we, we have the common sense to stay out of a park late at night. But a 17-year-old child who may live down in that neighborhood may not have anywhere else to go and may not have the common sense to know she shouldn't be in that park at dark. Or and she's paying the price.
0: Look at the law of unintended consequences. So we think that we're going to allow a riot in Columbus because that's what it was you know, this wasn't a, an, a, a uh, organized March where they had per- applied for permits, whatever they shut down high street, right. Took over private businesses right. by saying took over. I mean, you, you couldn't get in and out of your own business. Sure. I was down here and they were running around South high street and I was contemplating, do I board up my windows in my building or do I not?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and it's the city allowed it. And guess what happens as a result of that? People get hurt. You know, it's like sure. people get run right. over inadvertently. People are out there when they shouldn't be and get arrested for doing something that was marginal anyway because the police are on on this, you know, on on edge.
2: Right, and then you have people that are infiltrating it for the wrong reasons, and then you have well, people too. taking advantage, taking of the, the, advantage yes, of the situation,
0: intentionally baiting the police or exactly. intentionally baiting the rioters. Yep. Either way, well, for, for
2: camera work or just that they were paid to do it. Well, because gentlemen, you saw yeah. congress, congress people and women down there in front of cameras getting accidentally shoved. Uh, from, by police. It's like, what are you doing down there?
0: Why are you down there in the first place, right? So
2: you're in, you're in, you yeah.
0: It's like I used to debate with somebody about uh, date rape. And, and, you know, it was like, all right, well, I, I, I don't condone date rape ever, 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 ever. Of course. But we still have to take. Some precautions in our lives. Like right. don't like put not, yourself in a spot where well, you're where you're yeah, drunk sure. at right. late at night yeah. right. doing course. things. It, it's like it's like if I go walk around on the side of the highway at night, I'm more apt to get run over by a damn car. It doesn't right. mean that the person who hit right. me is innocent. Stay uh, out and of the it stay, doesn't mean that I'm guilty. Stay, stay right? out of well, bad and, situations. And, and
2: bad situations happen to drunk guys. Yes. By sure. other groups of guys. I mean, they've had what the of one course. OSU students gone missing now for 15, oh, yeah. 20 years yeah. they don't know what happened to him but it was I don't you know how much alcohol was involved or he was drugged one or the other I mean stuff happens on both sides or the
1: hazing incident or uh, hazing. At, at the at the university was it uh at, was it Ohio University Bowling Green Bowling Green, yeah, yeah, where, yeah, the, yeah, where the yeah, where the guy Green. drank a fifth yep. and uh, and died of alcohol. It's poison. risky
0: behavior. And yeah, yeah. and look, I, you know, you could say, well, kids should be able to do this. Or kids should be. Able to... It's like it's risky behavior. So when you when you engage in risky behavior, bad things happen. And back to this point, it's like the city tolerated this nonsense, yeah. and because they tolerated it, all these other consequences occurred. Stuff that you never even imagined. Well,
1: in the laws, in the law, Steve, in common law, there's this thing called precedent. Okay, and the corrosive part about tolerating. Uh, civil disobedience, violent, not, not peaceful civil disobedience, violent civil disobedience. So if I go carry a sign and I don't have a, a permit, I'm out on the state house lawn and I, you know, and I, and I carry a sign that says the world is ending tomorrow, right? And I'm marching around. And the state patrol escorts me the hell off the lawn because I don't have a permit. Okay, that that's nonviolent. I, you know, we're talking about violent civil disobedience and when you tolerate that the corrosive aspect is it creates a precedent it creates the idea in those young people or in the in the the, 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 the violence will be tolerated yep. i right. mean it right. it's, it says it says hey we're going to stand here with our arms folded and our tear gas uh, canisters n- n- non deployed while we watch you throw a brick through the window of a of a of a downtown store and run in there and ransack it because it's going to look like the man is coming after you know, some kind of uh, you know, oppressed class of people. And, and so we don't want that visual on TV, so we're not going to enforce the law. And that becomes corrosive. And now you've got people smashing you know, windows and, and doing whatever they want in places like Los Angeles that have actually changed their laws that, or changed their, uh, changed their uh, prosecutorial standards that unless a crime is worth, you know, a certain set amount of money, they will not prosecute those cases.
0: Well, a couple things there. First, this is coming from somebody who has fought police, and by fight I mean legitimately in the system of justice, on the other side. Yeah,
1: we all all saw Serpico. Yeah, there's bad cops. I got it. Well,
0: not just bad cops. I have fought good police work. When they have my client dead to rights, I go into court and I I battle. That's your job. All right. So this is, that's my perspective. That's right. I am not.
1: Beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Correct. And I'm not
0: suggesting for a second that I think this is a pro, that I'm taking a pro police stance. I'm not taking an anti-police stance. I'm taking a justice, common sense stance. A
1: pro civilization stance.
0: Right. So in the police, it is, it is nonsense to say that all police are bad just as it is nonsense to say that all police are good. What we have until 10 minutes ago in this country, what we had was a system that sort of worked. You had a system where the bad cops with bad police work would be called on it, would be, where, where, where there would be a consequence for that bad police work. We let that go in the name of law and order, whatever it was. And, um, and I think it was more like FOPs and, and political <laughs> money and, and things. But, but it was, uh, we let that go. I fought through that. And I watched these cops get away with stuff, and they're not bad people right? They're getting away with what they can get away with and they think and they can always come up with a reason to justify it. look we're taking bad guys off the street. fine, but then the bad ones slip through the cracks. the really bad cops slip through the cracks. and if you don't address the bad ones, then guess what They're gonna take over just in the opposite way we're seeing it now sure. so we, and and on the other side of it now, we can't tolerate bad guys running around the street killing people. We can't do it. And you can't do it in the name of George Floyd or anybody else. It's just not right. And unless something happens, and I think it will. I think there is a backlash that is coming, and I think it's coming really hard. And well, I think it's coming this it, November. It'll be the
2: businesses of the short north. It'll be, the business, it'll be a business pushback going, mayor? Get something done, yeah. Because you're costing me money now, yeah. Right. People are not coming to the, to to this area to this area because of the shooting.
0: It's no longer just rhetoric. It's it's actually in their back. It's in their business. It's in their business. Yeah. It's right. economical push. Yeah. And th-
2: it always comes down to money. Yeah. It, it does. Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. ultimately, it it, it and, does. And you're I mean, right. I've said yeah.
0: this. I've said this before. That I could tolerate. Not, not that's not the right word. You could have an entire police force full of racists. Admitted card-carrying Klan members and if you enforce the damn rules it wouldn't make any difference now that's an that's a little bit of an overstatement but I'm trying to make a point is that you can be a racist police officer and still be in still be kept in check if the courts and the system enforce the rules that were in place it's not preferable and I'm not arguing for that so people are gonna like you could easily cut this out and say I'm a horrible rotten Mm -hmm. person supporting racist. I'm not the point is is that we have the system has uh, things in place like the exclusionary rule, like the 4th amendment, like the 19 the uh, Civil Rights Act.
2: It was built section for 1983. That.
0: It was designed to address those problems. Exactly. And you didn't need to fire every single cop and defund every single police force to deal with it. Yeah. You know, all you have to do is just put in place or uh enforce what's already been put in place. And and instead what they did, and I think there's people with a higher agenda. And back to your point Norm about property crimes out in California. It's like it, you just have to wonder how is it that we're not going that we as a, a governmental body out there anyway would permit theft of somebody else's property
2: like, that's in essence what they're saying. Exactly. You can have, yeah,
0: right. like we're the, the government is yeah. going to let other people take your property. What they're doing is eliminating individual property rights. And it's Karl Marx right across the board. I, yeah. And I, I, yes, no. I made that leap. I did because that's what, that's no. what Marx said is get rid of individual property rights. Our country, our Western system was built. The feudal system was built on property rights. Well,
1: it is a, it is a values judgment. You're, you, you are discounting the value of one person. Uh, it, it, you know, in favor of another person.
0: Yeah, and, and then they're doing the same thing with and, rent control. And,
1: um, I'd like yeah. to, I'd like to, uh, if I can, uh, transition a- along these same lines to another Ohio story involving another seventeen-year-old victim, and it, and again, it's a, a young, uh, female. Um, and and this is this kind of sexualization of uh, of our children is another issue. And I think it's one of the reasons why we're seeing so many young moms run for political office all across the country right now is, uh, CRT, sexualization of children, uh, any number of largely educational and social issues have driven a lot of mothers, uh, to run for office. It, 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 the governor, for example, uh, the candidate for the governorship in Arizona, um, the, the candidate for, um, uh, uh, U S Senate, uh, I think in, um, was it Maryland or Connecticut as another young mom? It's, it's quite a thing. And it's one of the untold stories all across the country. So in new Miami in new Miami, uh, high school here in Ohio, a 17 year old softball player was victimized by her coach, a 31 year old, um, high school teacher, um, coach, um, and there's been a spate of these recently where uh increasingly it seems that girls are being and young boys too are being drawn into um uh, sexual scenarios uh with uh, adults uh, we're seeing for example there there's kind of a a drag show thing these days where um parents are being encouraged and in, in various what what used to be normal civic organizations are hosting drag dances where they where they bring in men dressed as women you know drag queens and they put on a show for children and you and you're just wondering like what, what what is the positive what could be the positive purpose of that you mean, when I was little, maybe they'd bring in a guy dressed as Santa Claus or somebody dressed or as... Flippo the Clown or the Clown. I,
0: you know, like what... <laughs> or we used to have a puppet show every so, year. So I was Piper's watching... Puppet. I was yeah.
1: watching this one where there were young girls in attendance being sexualized by this uh, dancer who kept repeating the P word uh, for vagina, you know, was, was, you know, just kept singing this song. And, and you saw these mothers with their children... Like smiling and laughing about how funny it was, and I'm just like to me what this is this go, what's is, go, what's going on in our society?
0: every bit yeah. of offensive as the remark Trump made about grabbing the girls vagina right? right so it's like this is this is even more offensive because but it's
1: her it, own mother's taking them to these shows i you've I, got man, these i'm befuddled
0: you've got these this, this, i saw this school board meeting it wasn't in ohio but it's it's along the lines of what you're using again it, the, logically speaking and jumping off you're using so, eyes jumping so, off so
1: who's surprised when a coach tries to sexualize her softball player, of course right right you, i mean our en- whole society is going down the drain you
0: endure what you tolerate right, that's right. The, the the line of the day but there is yes. this one this woman is like she was showing this clip of this this trans guy with like uh, a skirt halfway up his backside and like showing his like you wouldn't tolerate that under any circumstance for a grade school kid. I, I wouldn't even watch it. And, and it's right. like,
1: <laughs> and yeah. Steve, this is something. See, th- this is what's weirding me out, right? This is some, and and I think I think this is why uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard left the Democratic Party. This used to be the kind of thing protecting children that both parties were 100% square on. And like I, like you could I, you could not find a democrat who 30 like. years ago you, you could not find one that said, "You know what, it's okay to bring in, you know, half-naked men gyrating around using vulgar language in front of preteen children."
0: Who thinks that's okay? Who All thinks right.
1: that's... Like, what kind of a weirdo thinks
0: that's... What if it's not a man? What if it's a woman? It's it's like, a, I don't care if it's heterosexual. It's a, exactly. I don't care if it's transsexual. 100%. I don't care if it's gay sexual, straight mm-hmm. sexual. I don't want my kid right. at school right. doing that. And I certainly don't want my tax dollars paying for it. Right. It's, right. it's insanity. Right. It's utter insanity.
1: I think they're being uh, they're going to be served up a surprise in the election. I I saw a, a, a new citizen, a, a Hispanic... A uh, woman at a Texas school board meeting uh, just freaking out over the subject about um, the the sexualization in the um, in the syllabus in the in the in the books and in the coursework for her grade school child at some school in Texas, and she she was she was handing it to the school board. It's not your job to teach about birds and bees to a high school students. One thing. To a little kid, it's not your job to talk about uh, other lifestyles being legitimate or being okay for a two or a second or third grader. That's not your job. Let us, parents. Teach my kid history and math. Reading, writing, arithmetic. Which
2: I already have problems with already.
1: Yeah. yeah. Let us deal with the moral issues at home
0: yeah i agree and it's uh and so and so
1: this is a hispanic which i am sure the d's thought oh well let's let tons of those folks across the border because they're all they're they're automatic democrat voters i don't think so
2: i don't think so yeah yeah Yeah. oh a couple of things i noted and um i'm going to call this i don't know if i'm going to call it the right way or not because I'm, i'm trying to read into this what's going on but last weekend I think the GOP is buying votes in Columbus.
0: Okay. They do, do
2: tell. Last weekend, customers received help with grocery costs at conservative-backed inflation event. So Hispanic nonprofit group supported by organization tied to deep-pocketed David and Charles Co- Co- Coke had an event last last weekend, Saturday afternoon, the final day of Hispanic Latino Heritage Month. The Ohio chapter of the Libre Initiative passed out gift cards of $52.93. The families at Toro meet to market
0: in Northland. So at Northland, you show up and you get a gift card of fifty dollars.
2: Yeah, I should have gone. I you know. You, you, you had to be the first hundred eighteen. They only had ten thousand dollars out. I got you. So, well, what, so so we're talking. We're in a window here that you well, have absentee ballots. But available.
1: what's a, what's a tie-in to voting though?
2: What's it? What, how how does that tie? We in? are a, we are in a voting period right now. Yeah, okay, so you, have absentee look, ballots available at your hand. You can go vote right now. I agree. So, the, the, oh, is that, that what
1: is that? They is, is I mean, I'm just trying to understand. No, I know. What I don't see what
0: the look. The Koch brothers are giving money away to Hispanics. How are Hispanics? And I'm not. I'm not. Argu- I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong. But you how are that, Hispanics saying? Therefore, I'm going to vote Republican
2: because they got fifty-two dollars and ninety-three cents uh, to help who, them, and and they're politicking there a so mile away from a voting.
0: Were Republicans there?
2: Yeah. So
0: it was a political The
2: Libra ini- Initiative.
0: Yeah, but uh, the Libra Initiative, but who is the, who's the candidate that would be... The,
2: no candidate, just for the party.
0: How does the Libra... So is it... I guess how do they know that that's a Republican thing? and that means they should go vote for
2: republicans because they just what i'm again maybe i'm looking at it wrong no no no, we just, know, no, no, no. i don't think you are yeah. but i want to i want right. to connect the dots is i think that, that's
0: exactly what's going on is but. that
2: a party an initiative backed by republican money is here giving me my, giving me a gift card for for food well, you know the Koch brothers, and, and boy, you know, thank you, I appreciate that because you guys are, yeah, because because the the initiative behind it was that fifty two dollars ninety three cents is is what it costs in inflation for three days. That's that's so. That.
0: I guess how does that then? So, but it's a Hispanic festival, right? How does that? How does the presumably the Hispanic voter then has to connect the dots to say, I'm going to go cast my ballot for a Republican because I got this fifty two dollars. What's the link?
2: That's what, that's what I'm missing. The, the link being, and that's where I'm missing it because I, I it feels this way, but I'm missing something. Like, okay, so I go to an event, and I know the the event planner or that sort of thing. The the, the group that's holding the event, Libra Initiative, is a Republican backed, GOP backed. Uh, uh, um, that's where the money's coming from.
0: Well, I think that's so true. one of those. But well, does... thank
2: you for recognizing Republican Party that yes, the Democrats are not taking inf- care of inflation for me.
0: So, do, But do the voters know, or do the put, potential voters know it's a Republican-backed?
2: They may or may not. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, because I wasn't there well, to know it, what's, what's being talked about. We need, that, it, we need it, that link to find well, it up. Well, I and, don't know.
1: Well, and is But it's it? all over the news well, article just because, that it is. Just because the Koch brothers have done some conservative things, uh, they've also done some very liberal things. Some of their causes in New York City... Uh, have have uh, which of course are never brought up by the liberals have been liberal causes. Okay. So there, a lot of people think, in fact, in in Republican circles, that the Koch brothers are rhinos.
2: Okay. Um, and they're classic. I don't know enough about them. I just well, know that every and time the other, money's tied to well, no, them, it's the, always bad. Dude, dude, <laughs> you may be, I, mean,
0: I think you're right. I think what they are Well, I don't,
2: I don't
1: know the facts. I, I, I want to point out one thing. Not everything done by a putative conservative is necessarily a Republican initiative. So... I don't know if this had anything to do with the Republican Party or not. I, I I would need to know the facts. Yeah, I don't
2: know. I don't. I don't know. Well, just
1: because a conservative did something, you know, if I'm, you know, I don't. I don't know. It's some famous actor. If I'm, if if, if I'm uh, Taylor Swift, to take take somebody on the other side. If I'm Taylor Swift or Madonna, and I'm a, I'm a liberal, which both of them are. And I hold a similar event and give away $50 gift certificates to Hispanics at a Hispanic festival. Okay, they all know I'm a liberal. That doesn't mean that. They're being told to vote Democrat.
0: Now, and no. now, and now, so we need the link. And they're probably, I, look, I'm not saying there isn't a yeah. link. It could be that they were hang, handing out literature that had uh, candidates listed on it. And, right.
2: and they could have. And, you know, and they're talking about the cost of living, Maybe. gas, food, energy, general foods is continually, drastically increasing Latinos like all Americans are feeling the burden, says this woman from the Ohio chapter of Libra Initiative. So obviously, to me, it says they're not going to be saying, you know, and, and because of this, you should go vote, vote for Biden. Yeah, or I I, or any Democrats because the Democrats have, have they're doing a great job, aren't they? You know, the, it, it seems to be the
0: uh, it, it's uh, implicit, yeah, perhaps. So perhaps. Let's, let's let's say it's no, I, but I think you're right. I think that probably is probably weird is what's timing. going on. The question is, should we not? What do we think about that? Is is because look, the 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 Dems do that a lot. They do stuff like that. Oh, for well, sure, look, they open up the borders. Yeah, Cause, like no, you know, I, and I'm just
2: I'm just you know pointing out one, so one then situation. The yeah. is,
0: when this happens. Like opening up the boards isn't a good example because i find that to be unlawful ab initio from the outset yeah but,
1: but then like, there's all kinds of gifts when you let them in
2: well sure, sure. you get the gift packet but yeah, le- they so do let's I say, mean, come on yeah. free tuition yeah. I'm free go, hospital
1: free this free that free yeah, the other bet. thing so
0: let yeah. but let's say that either side is doing this do we care do we care that the that there's private money being passed out in the cause of uh either the democrat or republican agenda a mile away from the voting booths.
1: No, I don't care because it's it's. There's no way to stop it. Number one,
0: I, mean, I, I emphasize private money. Yeah, and okay. th- that's
1: all I'm talking about
2: too. So, uh so, for, so private money is funding people hey, to go pick up pa- pick up ballots though and w- drop them off. Well, for that's people. different though because that's then the conduct is against the law. That's true too. Okay, yeah. good well point. that is. I'm just trying to put dots yeah, yeah, yeah. together, yeah. Well, the too. two. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah, that's true. So, that's true. No, that has no. nothing bad to do with that analogy. No, bad no, analogy. no, but it's but
0: it's good because it 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 brings it. That is something. Voter or vote harvesting is lawful in some arenas, in some districts still, in some states. So if you're going to vote harvest, I'm going to pay you, Brett, $100. I want you to go collect 50 votes. And, you know, if if that's not against the law, my argument would be it should be. And then as soon as it mm-hmm. is, I think paying you $100 to go break the law would be a problem. But paying you $100 to go do it in a place where it's not against the law, it's hard for me to say that, oh, true. Yeah. that that's a problem. I don't yeah. care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Yeah. Now, if you're paying, if you're giving people $100 gift cards and saying, look, these lunatic uh, Democrats have uh, built inflation and created inflation, here's 50 bucks to offset it.
2: It certainly puts a big spotlight on the situation that we are right now because of a certain yeah. party in power. Do we care? I guess that's what, what I don't know. I don't care.
0: I don't think I do either. I don't care. What about the Republican Party funding it? Now there might be an ethics problem there. They might have their own rules in place, and so well,
1: that's that's probably
2: a problem. Well,
1: Yeah. 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 Getting back to our internal Damn. memo from Norm about nonprofit activities, yeah, I got a yeah. problem with that. Yeah, there. so now sure. you're <laughs> sure. Sure. So anyway, no, yeah. it's a
0: good point. It's an I, interesting. It's an interesting uh-huh. jumping-off point for discussion because look, the political system is 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 a fertile ground for corruption. Yeah. and you know, there's all sorts of private money getting thrown around to go advance conservative causes or or liberal causes both ways. And for the question sure. is, should we care? Yeah.
1: The Supreme Court has ruled that money is speech. Yes. Okay. Even the, if it's fifty two dollars
2: and ninety three cents. Yeah. They have
1: they have ruled that money is speech yes. and that rich people can give all the money that they want to a candidate of their choice. They get rid of that ceiling that we used to have where there was a, a, a limit. So um, you know, if if somebody wants to if somebody wants to express themselves by buying time on a TV channel, or if they want to go to a festival and hand out fifty bucks, I don't see the difference.
0: Yeah, right. no, I'm with you. Yeah. And, unless yeah. you can link it to some other unlawful activity that you're paying somebody to engage in, or you're you're linking it back to a candidate who's not allowed to do this. Right, right? And, I mean, and
2: it's true. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, and, it, and well, and quickly, another Columbus Park is going to change its name from Columbus uh, Park. They're going to hide Columbus name again. There's yeah. an Italian village park, Christopher Columbus Park. Of course. The name has changed. And now it's, this par- and now, it's granted, Italian
0: this- village too.
2: Yeah. Now granted, this park is just two trees, maybe fifty feet long. It's right. it's it's it's, a, it's it's a berm. Okay. Right. But we're gonna squash the name again. Well we can talk about it later, but just look it up. No, no, no. Another it's a, it's a, another point of just hiding why why do we want to squash history?
0: It's all P C uh,
2: which is a great just,
0: transition damn. for the Cleveland Indians. I mean the what are they now? The Guardians. Guard, the Cleveland Guardians, which is ridiculous. Putting too. up a noble fight, yeah, but coming up short, right? Yeah, you know, it's right. like Cleveland always. I hate to, I hate to cast this aspersion <laughs> on the on the tribe but at least with the Browns, they always seem to find a way to lose. <laughs> and, um, right. You know, I, I was really yeah. hoping that we'd have some redemption against the Yanks, but no such no luck. No such the Ohio
1: luck. board of education, by the way, if you remember from our last show, I brought up uh, a little quick uh, item that they were going to, uh, look at the, um, they were going, they were going to pass a policy, uh, basically saying that, you know, only bio girls can compete against bio girls. Right. And, um, Guess what they did last week—the <laughs> very day of our show—they tabled that and appointed a committee to look into. Oh, of course, it. so I that got- is that is the brave, yeah. you know, yeah. the very um, principled stand of the of your uh, Ohio uh, Board of Education. Uh, I'm not surprised. Finally, uh, guys, if I my last point, I just want to bring this up, and and then you know, you guys may have other things, but I, I thought this was just really crazy. Up in Cleveland uh, last month, four masked gunmen, let me say that again, they weren't COVID masks. They were four teenagers with guns. They all had guns, all four of them. They were all masked. They were outside of a school demanding to be let in. The school called 9-1, this is Garrett Morgan High School in Cleveland, Ohio, 285 students inside this building. They called 911. The dispatcher said, and I quote, do not let them in. Keep it locked down. The disbags, and I, that's a technical term. I can go into what constitutes a disbag. The disbag assistant principals disregarded the orders of the dispatcher and let the four masked gunmen with guns four mask gunmen, into the foyer of the school. Bzz, let them into the foyer because, and I quote, this is a quote from the assistant principal, it was unsafe to be outside because I saw police officers. Close quote. Therefore, let the four boys into the foyer. Now, thank God he didn't press the second button, which allowed them to go from the foyer into the general school area. The police did show up and arrested three of the gunmen, and they're looking for the fourth. But the same week that we just went through, where I believe, what's the name of the school in Florida? They just sentenced
0: that. Yeah, I got life in prison. Was it
1: Parkland? Parkland. No, Parkland. yeah, Parkland. So we just went through Uvalde, Texas, school shooting.
0: The, the, biggest, the biggest security debacle ever. Ever, ever right?
1: Ever. It just, the police did a terrible job. The school wasn't sufficiently locked down. Parkland, another situation: the kid shot out the window, went through the foyer. Of course, Columbine, which started this all off. Uh, the the Connecticut uh, new, uh, forget the name of the little town there in Connecticut, where the, all those. Yeah, the
0: Alex Jones just got stung on I mean, well, the elementary. Well, I, I don't kids. want to
1: talk about Alex Jones. He's an idiot. Uh, he, he's as he's as <laughs> dumb. Him, though. He's as dumb as Joe Rogan. Uh, who, Joe Rogan says he's dumb, so I agree with Joe. And then the shooting at the school in Chicago. So we've just been through all of these situations over the last decade, some of them just the last week, where school people, personnel, are and the police are not on the same page. You've got the – God bless the Cleveland police and the Cleveland dispatch system for telling these people the right thing. Do not let them in. Do keep it locked down. And the school did just the opposite right because the police are the threat it was unsafe to be outside because i saw police officers so the police officers are are they're the danger people they're the people to be worried about i've got to let these four nice masked gunmen into the foyer to protect them from the police that is now the mentality of our liberal idiots running the schools and and i'm just going to put it out there they're liberal idiots They think the police are the enemy instead of the four masked gunmen who are teenagers, like all the teenagers at all the schools I just listed that killed all those innocent children. They're letting them in the foyer.
0: Yeah, total. This, they this, should this, all be this, fired. They should all be fired, and they should, maybe even oh. should be prosecuted. But for, the
1: Cleveland public school system came out with a statement saying they support those two yeah, that's assistant prisoners. Of course. Couple. of
2: yeah, course. Well, interesting look, statement.
0: Wow. Look, I got to, uh, I, want to t- I know we got to wrap it up, but I do want to say one thing. Uh, one of my mentors, a longtime judge up in Delaware County, Henry Shaw, he passed away this week uh norm every now and then your dad was a judge every now and then you encounter somebody or i have encountered people in my career henry shaw was a huge influence on me uh when i first started practicing law particularly criminal defense he gave me court-appointed cases up in delaware county um he i cut my teeth up in his courtroom i learned how to be a lawyer in henry shaw's courtroom It's wow. one of those judges that didn't tolerate a whole lot of nonsense every now and then you'd get the wrath he'd blow up at you because he thought you did something stupid and he would uh He'd come down on you. Sometimes he was right. Sometimes he was wrong. He blew up on me more than once. But he was also a judge. And on Saturday mornings, as a young lawyer in my 20s, I would go visit clients up in the jail in Delaware County. And I would knock on uh, – you could still go into the courthouse on Saturday mornings. And I would knock on his door, and he'd be at the office. And he'd, I'd go in, and he would give me his wisdom on, uh, on whatever. He was an historian, loved the Civil War. I think he even did some reenactments. Uh, I would talk to him about philosophy uh, history. Wow. Uh, he, when I was working on an old German village house, he was talking about different period pieces that you could put or use as hardware. Wow. I mean, really an incredible guy. Uh, he influenced a lot of attorneys here in town and he passed away. It's sort of like the end of an era. He was 84. So he had a good long life. Um, but wow, I, I, welled up when I heard that when I was driving home the other day, uh, or yesterday. And I, and I just wanted to, to mention it here. Uh, there are calling hours and other things happening. It's in the dispatch. You can Google it online, but it's a uh, Friday. So, uh, you know, with that, when you lose a mentor or you lose somebody who is influential on your career, it sort of makes you reflect on your own, what you're doing now. You know, have we lived up to to that kind of standard where you can actually endure a however long 50, 60 year career in law or in whatever profession you are and emerge from that with the respect of your peers, even those who didn't like you when you were doing it, even those who disagreed when you were doing it. Like, what character does it take to earn that type of respect I urge everybody to at least consider that thought as we wrap up this edition of Common Sense Ohio. Well,
1: Steve, just real fast. That man's greatest accomplishment was passing along his care for the law, his respect, and and his reverence for the law to the next generation, meaning you. Yeah. So uh, may rest in
0: peace. Yep, indeed. Well, with that, we'll wrap up another uh, Common Sense Ohio. We talked a little bit about the Bible. We talked a little bit about uh, our mentors. We talked a little bit about uh, Ditka, <laughs> We've <laughs> you, you, you never it. done that before. You're, you're <laughs> dope, you tolerate. You learn a little bit about some logical fallacies, JD dance, and all sorts of other stuff that you can only get here at the roundtable at Common Sense Ohio. And what the hell is Common Sense Ohio? Well, it's uh Common Sense Ohio. It means that we're gonna talk common sense about all sorts of issues using Ohio as a launching point because we are right in the middle. Did you get that? We are right in the middle. So big things to come. We hope to have, drop the new website the new uh, ulr i think i got that right this time uh, the new or the new feed what is it the rss the rss rss you ULR, just put three letters together ceo cfo att who knows <laughs> anyway <laughs> we're going to drop the we're going to drop the website I, I i participated we all participated in the design work it is awesome trust me you'll love it new yeah. facebook new new accounts and all the other social media stuff that i don't even know what exists so it's all coming and uh, election is right around the corner What better time for Common Sense? So we're going to wrap up Common Sense Ohio right from the middle, at least until now.